Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. QL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome in, BetMGM tonight. PJ Glasser and Denton Day. I wasn't expecting that music off the top. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It feels relaxing. It Maybe does. Maybe we'll skip to my Lou here. Very much like, you know, an American little just happy-go-lucky, right? Everybody's feels, in a good mood. It feels like a nice walking song to walk over to the sports book. Oh, yeah. Lay some winners. Little Celtics minus seven and a half. And then maybe, you know, walk back. We're going to get into that in a moment. That's Denton Day. I'm PJ Glasser. This is BetMGM Tonight. We're filling in for Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu, who have the holiday off. Must be nice for them. Dan, what'd you do all day today? I was double dipping locally. I've been I have been in this building, PJ, for almost 12 hours, and I'm here for another four. Me and you both. Do they call you double dipping Denton Day? And do they say that five times fast no, when they that, do? You know, that, that's a lot of, a lot of D in there. <laughs> that's, that's four. Yeah. Double dipping Denton Day. Yeah, I like I that. I do like the alliteration. But that's no, pretty good, right? Maybe I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to run that by some people. You might have to. Let me know what they say. Uh, we have a lot of MLB games on this Memorial Day Monday. We already had five that have gone final. First four baseball games of the day. Don't know if I've ever seen this. But one of the teams was held scoreless. You had the Guardians defeat the Orioles 5 nothing. You have the Rangers defeat the Tigers 5 nothing. Kansas City defeated St. Louis 7 to nothing. And then Marcus Stroman went nine innings, gave up one hit against the best team in baseball today as the Cubs defeated the Rays 1 nothing. And then you had the D-backs, a little more conventional. They beat the uh, Colorado Rockies 7 to 5. How about that, though? First four games of the day, one of the teams was held scoreless. That kind of jumped off the page to me. You don't see that often. Yeah, it really does. But you know what really jumps off the page to me, PJ, when I look just through the, uh, the scores in baseball today? Why is every team not playing on Memorial Day? I feel like this is a day that baseball should really take advantage of. Like, I know Mondays are historically teams get the day off, but I feel like the schedule needs to be rearranged for a Memorial Day. I feel like every team should be playing. They need to capitalize on it. It should be noon to 
whenever the hell the last West Coast game starts. Probably 10 p.m. local time for us here on the East Coast, but it should be an all-day event of nothing but baseball. It's a good point. I mean, you figure what? Their big holidays are Memorial Day, obviously the 4th of July, opening day, and then Labor Day. And then after that, it's those are really the only holidays you don't have to compete with football. So... I, I agree. I think they should take advantage. But, uh, yeah, only uh, only 11 series on the slate today. So only 22 teams in action. We have the Twins and the Astros going on right now. Twins are up 7-5 to five in extra innings in that game. And the Giants are up 13-3 right now on the Pittsburgh Yeesh. Pirates. We still have the Braves at the Athletics to come, Angels at White Sox, Nats at Dodgers, and the Yankees at the Mariners. All right, so that's what we got going on in baseball. Dan, I don't know if you heard, though, there's a little basketball game going on tonight. might have heard about it. Game 7 between the uh, the Celtics and the Heat. Here we are, a year later, same exact scenario, except this time Boston is at home for Game 7. Last year they were on the road, and also they're trying to make a little bit of history. Before this series, teams were 0-150 and when facing an 0-3 deficit. After tonight, they could be 1-150. Boston is minus 300 on the money line. Miami is plus 240. That money line was as high as minus 350, so that has dropped. The spread has dropped from 8.5 to 7.5. It's been at 7.5 probably for the last 24 hours plus. And then the total, which we were talking about yesterday, we did our show Sunday's bets, was at 203.5. You know, everybody loves themselves a good a good Game 7 under Denton, but that thing has ticked up a point from 203.5 to 204.5. So, money line, spread, total, what jumps to you? What jumps out to you the most about this game tonight? I think the money line is really telling. Like The spread, I was a bit shocked with because I was thinking it was going to be something in the neighborhood of four and a half. I knew Boston was going to be the favorite. They're at home. They're the better team. They have more depth. Like all of that makes sense. So I knew Boston was going to be the favorite, but seven and a half is what really got me to lay the number, honestly, PJ, because Vegas knows something. And not only was it it's seven and a half now, but correct me if I'm wrong. You played it at nine I right after the end of game six, correct. right? So Obviously, those lines are going to be subject to change when they immediately come out. But the fact that it was that high right from the jump and that many points uh, were being laid in favor of Boston, that is that was something that certainly caught my attention. And the money line just kind of fluctuated a little bit from that. But I'm I'm a little surprised at how big of a favorite Boston is. And that actually caused me to lean Boston. Yeah, and this is the beauty of sports betting is, like you said, I took Miami at plus nine. It was just strictly a numbers play. I said full three possessions in a game seven where Miami's obviously been ridiculous as big underdogs this se- this season, this playoffs. I said, I'll, I'll take that, hoping that the line would go down. It did, 7.5. There's not a ton of wiggle room there. So I bought back a little bit, not much, not as much as the original plus 9 because I like getting the 9 better than laying the 7.5 with Boston. But the more and more that we've had to digest leading up to this game tonight, I'm, I'm more so coming around to Boston, minus 7.5. BetMGM put out that over 80% of tickets are on Miami spread and Miami money line. Yuck. Denton, you know my saying. I love I love people. I hate the public. And when I see that the public is all over one side, that uh, that that speaks to me. So, which is not where I thought they were going. I thought the public would be on Boston tonight. With how game six ended up, 
with I feel like people wanting to see history, people wanting to see Celtics Nuggets, thinking it'll be a much better matchup. I, I am a little bit surprised because the last three games in this series, well, I guess the last two games, Miami was favored in game four, but the last two games Miami has been underdogs and they haven't cashed. And normally, when you keep betting the same team and they don't win money for you, you usually stop going back to the well. And even though favorites tend to generally be the more public side, I, I, I well, since they tend to be the more public side, that's where I thought people would go, even though obviously grabbing like a plus eight and a half in a game seven is enticing. I thought just people would lean towards the favorites at home, but... According to BetMGM, that is that is not the case. Uh, that's certainly not the case. And I just stumbled across a st- statistic ooh, uh, that our producer sent us. Only two teams have closed with 70% of the tickets uh, in Game 7, and they lost by a combined 33 points. That's a, that's a pretty big number. And that's all the more reason that you should be jumping all over Boston. I mean, sometimes people do this thing, PJ, where they try and outsmart the books a yeah. little bit. Vegas is pretty good at their job, right? Like, they have occasional misses, but it's not too frequently, especially a game like this where there's going to be so many eyes on. If they're giving you this big number, there is a reason they're giving you the big number, and sometimes it's okay to to roll with the books, right? Like, I know we love to beat the books, but sometimes it's okay to roll with the books. Boston is the absolute side tonight. I think so, too. And on my show earlier today on Send It In right here on BetQL, you can check it out, one thirty to 2 o'clock Eastern time, 30-minute live betting extravaganza. I gave out Miami plus 2.5 in the first quarter as my best bet, and I still love that bet. Miami has to get off to a good start tonight. Like, there's just no ways around it. They have to get off to a good start. TD Garden is going to be absolutely bonkers tonight. Those people have been drinking all day long. People are <laughs> off work. They're off school. They're ready to roll. They're ready to see some history. All they keep talking about is the Red Sox-Yankees 0-4 series and all the parallels between this series and that series. Oh, A-Rod and Jeter were at Game 4. Oh, the Derek White tip-in was the Dave Roberts deal. I mean, they'll find anything. Yeah, I'd really like them to shut up about they, that. They, you it's know, when so Jalen Brown was icing his hand, they were talking about that with the Kurt Schilling bloody sock. <laughs> I'm like, they are finding everything and anything they can to draw parallel between the two. But... As more and more as we creep up to tip off Denton, I'm kind of agreeing with you that Celtics minus seven and a half, I think, is my is my favorite play. I, I mean, still like Heat first quarter, but I like the Celtics. Yeah, if you're a Miami Heat fan, you can certainly argue with some of the things that happen in game six and say, well, if this happens in our favor, like I think the big one that I've seen people discussing, at least on the socials, is that Jimmy Butler's not going to shoot five of 21, right? So if he doesn't shoot five of 21, if he shoots literally just one shot better, they win game six, they're on to Denver. But I think for Boston, they shot 20% from three-point range, PJ. Jason Tatum, who I would say talent-wise best player in the series, right? Like Jimmy Butler's had a great postseason, but Jason Tatum best player in the series, he was 0 of 8 from three-point range in game six, and he still had 31 points because he attacked the room, got to the free-throw line 15 times, and they were able to win. Jason Tatum's not going to shoot 0 of 8 tonight. I don't know what he's going to shoot, but he's not going to shoot 0 of 8 tonight, so you're going to think that Boston's going to shoot better than 20% from three-point range, certainly if they're at home. I mean, honestly, PJ, it wouldn't shock me. They had they made seven threes in the entire game in game six. It wouldn't shock me if they make seven threes in the third quarter at a halftime and the crowd in Boston is just going absolutely ballistic. Yeah, that's true. And we'll talk about player props here 
next segment. Our producer, Zach, though, wrote this in the rundown that these have been the series prices ever since game four. So when Miami was up 3-0, the Heat were minus 1,200 to win the series. <laughs> Boston was plus 750. After Boston won game four, Miami dropped from minus 1,200 to minus 250. Then after the Celtics won game five, the Heat were still favored, minus 145. Boston was plus 120. And then obviously Boston winning that game. And now they are just massive favorites on the money line, minus 300. And the Heat are plus 240. But looking back, Denton, and this is something I think people need to remember just just in gambling. You know, the word value is thrown out way too much in this business. It's like the term GOAT. Like, everybody's a GOAT. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's enough. It's like, way too often do we throw that turn around. But when we talk value, like, this is the ultimate spot. Like, this is the ultimate case where value applies, is Miami's up 3-0, and history would tell you that betting the Celtics to come back and win the series probably isn't the wise move. But at some point, then, at some point, somebody was going to erase an 0-3 deficit. Like, at some point, it was going to happen. And you look at if Boston would have won that game four, which obviously they did, they were going to be big favorites in game five, which they were. They were going to be big favorites in a potential game seven, which they are. And they would be favored in game six, which they were. So taking a shot at a plus 750 when you're going to get a team who's going to be favored in the next hypothetical three games, like that is what we call value right there. Yeah, that That's value and that's thinking ahead because I don't think many gamblers no. think that far and ahead the way you do. Well, but that's that's what people have to think about is the fact that, you know, everybody just bets things that they think are going to hit, which obviously you should do. But also, like, sometimes you should bet things just strictly because of numbers. Like, you'd be surprised if you start using that philosophy and you just bet whatever it is off of just a, a stinky price or just something that doesn't look right, it, it can work in your favor a bunch of times. Golf is like the perfect sport for that, right? Like yeah. when we go through all these golf tournaments and we're like, Victor Hovland is 35 to Will Zalatoris is 40 to one. Sometimes you just take a flyer because you're like, that guy should not be that price. So I, we were talking about it on multiple shows throughout the network. Nobody thought when Miami was up 3-0 that Boston would be in this position, and I was just like, I kind of think taking a shot with the Celtics plus 750 to win the series isn't terrible. I think taking a shot on the Celtics to win the NBA Finals isn't terrible at 15 to one. And here we are. Yeah, now you are. I mean, you're not finding anyone no. giving 15 to one. If someone gives you 15 to one odds on Boston and one of the Celtics, they're not paying you. Well, here, Boston, if they win tonight, Denton, they're going to be favored in that series against Denver. They have home court advantage. Which I love. People don't realize way. that. Even though Denver's the one seed in the West and Boston is the two, Boston had the better record. So Boston is going to have home court advantage in the NBA Finals. And from what you've seen on Twitter, from what you have read about, from what you have watched on TV, listened on the radio, have you heard anybody that thinks that the Boston Celtics, if they match up with Denver, is going to win that series? No, but in fairness, I don't know if I've listened to many people break that series down in uh, in depth. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they're so caught up in game Which seven. Which is fair, because obviously they were down this whole they series. They were down 3 yeah. nothing. so I, it would be fascinating to do that, but today's not, like now, not the time. That was something we maybe could have done if we were four hours ago in the day, but, you know, we're an, less than an hour and a half away from game seven tipping off here. 
So, but I, I do think it's fascinating that Boston is going to be the favorite because you are right. They're going to be favored if they if they win tonight. They're going to be favorites. They're going to be. But I'm interested to see what the game one line is because obviously Denver's had all this rest, and Boston's going to be coming off back to back seven game series. Even though they're at home, even though they're going to be favored in the series, I'm really interested to see what that game one line would be. I would think Boston minus one and a half, minus two, would probably. Be well, where it I mean, opens. Let's, let's and then have some fun. Well, there's no way to pay this off, unfortunately, but honor code and friendship and the internet. Uh-huh. If Boston wins, what's the line? And then if Miami wins, what do you think the line is? If Boston wins tonight, I say the line against Denver is minus two. I say In if, favor of Boston? Favor of Boston, they're favored. I say if Miami wins tonight, Denver is going to be eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. Eight-and-a-half eight is big. I I wasn't going to go eight and a half. I was going to say six and a half. But that game is going to be at Denver. And it's going to be coming off of game seven. Yeah, I, I'm still going to stick with six and a half. Eight and a half seems seems huge. If if Miami does this, I think Vegas is going to be feeling Miami a little bit. So I'm going to say six and a half. And I think if, if it's Boston, I think it'll be one and a half in favor of the Celtics. And I would, be, I would be on Denver it'll in be game close. one. I'm rooting for the Celtics because I just think Celtics Nuggets would be a much better NBA Finals. We're going to talk player props when we come back, get into plenty of those. Lucy Burge is going to join us at the end of hour number one as well. Just getting going here. Bet MGM tonight. Welcome back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Tonight, PJ Glasser, Denton Day, filling in for Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu here on this Memorial Day. Hope everybody's having a lovely Memorial Day weekend. We have Game 7 in the NBA between the Celtics and the Heat coming up at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, so a little bit over an hour to go and Boston very good in these spots normally in game sevens they have won their last four game sevens and they are five and zero in elimination games this postseason uh they've just been they've just been great in these spots pretty game good seven elimination can't do much better than that Denton so do you think that experience will help them yet again in this uh in this game tonight I do but I do think Miami has enough veteran presence on that roster to also have the experience there. So I don't know if the experience is necessarily going to swing this game one way or another, but it certainly doesn't hurt. For sure. Uh, The Celtics are also the fourth team in NBA history to force a Game 7 while trailing 0-3 in a series, but they are the first of the four to play the Game 7 at home. So that is a big benefit to them. Right now, NBA Finals odds, Nuggets are minus 130, Celtics plus 120, and the Heat plus 1400. But as we just mentioned at the end of last segment, Boston wins tonight. They're going to be favored to win that series against Denver, and they're going to be favored to win the NBA Finals. So maybe your last chance here to get Boston at plus money before the series starts to win the Finals if if that's what you like. But if you like Denver, then just hold off and take the risk. But if the Heat do win, then Nuggets won't be minus 130, Denton. They're, they're going to be a whole lot more. They're going to be like minus 400. Yeah, you better you better jump on it when you can get it, right? I mean, 
Also, I still I'm gonna die on this hill. I don't think we should count the 1951 NBA Finals in this discussion. That's, that's I'm, I'm gonna die on that hill. All due respect to the Rochester Royals yeah, you know, of 1951, but odds wrong. are I'm not offending anybody because if you were alive watching that, you probably don't know how to work a computer. So it is what it is. The Rochester Royals, man. I hear they were a great squad back in the day. Yeah, I'm back looking at a lot of a lot of black and white photos here. Yeah. I don't see any color photography. Denton, what do we like here? What are some player props that we like tonight in Game 7? What are some guys that you are eyeing? So I teased it a little bit in our first segment, but I love Jason Tatum's threes. Now, his his over-under for threes is 2.5. That's minus 164 is what I'm seeing. That one's fine, PJ, but if you want the best value, Jason Tatum to make four or more threes, plus 175. If you take out his rookie season, didn't have a great three-point shot his rookie year. He was statistically, it was his best year three-point shooting. Um, he was 43%, but he was taking three a game, right? So he, he wasn't as confident as a three-point shooter as he was now. So if you take his rookie year out, every single game seven that he's played in, he's hit four more threes. So four plus threes at plus 175 is the, is the, the lean that I have for Jason Tatum. I think that one, it almost feels a little too easy, but I'm very confident after shooting 0-8, 0 of 8 in game six, Jason Tatum's going to have himself a really good performance from downtown. I like that. I like that. I think that's a good play. The three-pointer guy that I like tonight is Derek White. His prop is two and a half. Derek White has hit three or more three-pointers in all six games of this series. And they're still giving him to you at two and a half right now at minus 105. Now, it does. it is a little spooky that he's six for six over two and a half, yet the under is juice minus 130. So maybe those guys in the desert know something. Maybe there's some regression coming, but, I mean, it's six for six, folks. Like, I don't want to be the guy getting in front of that train to say, you know what, this is the game yeah, yeah, this is, this where is the he's hill not going to do it. So <laughs> he's had three or more. For him to hit five or more threes tonight is plus 400. Don't think that's a terrible bet. What's crazy, too, is like, you know, if I told you Duncan Robinson did that, you'd be like, okay, fair. But, like, Derek White, like, you wouldn't think that he's, you know, like a sharpshooter like that, but he's he's been excellent this series. Well, the thing is, we know that there's going to be at least one role player that's going to have a great game. For the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615.24. Void where prohibited. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former Sports Center 
anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We don't know who it's going to be, Correct. which I do think makes the three-point thing really interesting because it's easiest to really you know, break the game open if you're only playing in 12 minutes, if you come in in 12 minutes and hit four threes, yeah. right? If you are somebody like Duncan Robinson. Now, my guess is Duncan's going to play more than 12 minutes, but the, uh, the the premise is the same there. He's not even – I don't even see him available for five-plus threes for Duncan Robinson, which I actually am kind of surprised yeah, with me because too. he is Miami's best shooter. Well, that's all he does, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in. not atta- like he's not yamming on anybody. Yeah. He, he's not going to do. Also, no. by the way, this is completely off topic. Did you see what Jason Tatum was wearing today? I did. The, the, Kevin any, the anything is possible custom jacket. I don't know if I love that or think it's goofy, but I think I love it. You, you think I, I think I think I love it with Jason Tatum making one. I love the fashion element of, of the the gear, but then you're rocking with Kevin Garnett. I mean, that that was a huge moment in Celtics history. And honestly, PJ, it's a huge moment in NBA history. That's a bold statement. If he's wearing something like that, he has to come out here and perform. Has to deliver. Uh, Duncan Robinson, oddly enough, Denton, I'm not seeing him on the uh, three-pointers listed here on BetMGM. I saw him earlier in the day. Maybe they can only add a certain amount of people. And now that Malcolm Brogdon is officially playing, maybe they replaced uh, Duncan with Brogdon. But... His, like a bad his total earlier in the day was at one and a half. I like that over too because now I think everybody is so down on Duncan Robinson because he missed those two open three-pointers that could have sent the heat to the NBA Finals that people are just forgetting, look, you don't need the guy to hit three-pointers in the fourth quarter. You could just hit a couple in the first quarter and cash your one and a half for you. That's all we need. So I uh, I do like that, but that is uh, that is not available at the moment right now. I also like turnovers. I like Bam to go over two and a half turnovers at minus one hundred five. <laughs> Bam has been a turnover machine a little bit here in these playoffs. He's had three or more turnovers in three four games this series so far, and in a game seven where obviously this is going to be basketball at its highest level. The intensity is going to be at its highest level. Defense will be on display. And Bam's going to play, I mean, 40-plus minutes tonight. So he's going to be out there a ton. Defense all in his face. So I like over two-and-a-half turnovers for Bam tonight. And then uh, Jimmy Butler. I like his over points, 28-and-a-half. I like his over points, rebounds, and assists, 42-and-a-half. I know he guaranteed victory in Game 6. And, I mean, they were right there. They almost had it. He's guaranteeing victory again in Game 7. Jimmy, you got to show up. I mean, this is you are playoff Jimmy Butler. We gave you that name because you earned it. You deserved it. You are ridiculous in the playoffs. Even though he hates that name. He does. And he hasn't been great here the last three games, even though he set an extremely high standard for himself. But you can just add to the legend tonight. I mean, Game 7 on the road in Boston. Like, what is considered some of the greatest playoff performances in the last decade? It's right. We think of, like, LeBron's Game 6 in Boston. Like that's or this is one of those game arenas. Six in Detroit in two thousand seven. Yeah, that one honestly might be better. <laughs> but the one in Boston we think about all the time because it's it's Boston, right? So 
Um, yeah, Jimmy Butler has a chance to do something special tonight. So I like his over points, 28.5. I like the PRA, 42.5. Jimmy's got to do a little bit of everything. We know that. The Celtics have plenty of big names. They have stars. Jimmy Butler is really only star on Miami, and he's got to play like it tonight. Yeah, you know what I'm bummed at right now? And see if you can, because I'm looking at a different book, but I can't find a Jimmy Butler triple-double play. 14 because to 1. 14 on to 1. MGM. I would feel if you're going to lay anything yeah. on Jimmy Butler, I would lay a Jimmy Butler triple double feel like because he was he was two assists shy of it in in game 6. He's going to play unless he gets into foul trouble. I don't think he's coming off the floor. He played 47 minutes in game 6. Now maybe you do want to take him off the floor for at least a minute or two so we can kind of get his legs back under him, but he's going to play at minimum, with no foul trouble, 45 minutes. So if you're going to play anything on Jimmy Butler, I'd play Jimmy Butler to, to secure a triple-double because he is going to have to... I mean, forget playoff Jimmy Butler, PJ. Jimmy is going to have to become Himmy Butler. I mean, he's going to have to do everything for Miami if they're going to come away with the W here. So I love 14-1 to 1 odds on Jimmy getting a triple-double. Another, another prop that I thought was interesting tonight was Jason Tatum over 10.5 rebounds at minus 115. I like that Butler triple-double, by the way. Jason Tatum, though, you look at this series, and his rebounds have been correlated to lower-scoring games. So the games in this series that have gone under, that have been like both teams have gotten in the low hundreds, or maybe one got in the hundreds, the other got in the 90, have translated to Tatum having like 13 or 11, 12, 13 rebounds. It's at 10.5 tonight. Again, the total being what it is, 204.5. It's a game seven. Defense will be good. I like Tatum's over rebounds tonight at uh, at ten and a half. Do you like any assist numbers with Boston? As I look up and down this roster, it feels very tough to gauge who's going to pass. Because they, I mean, they don't uh, have a playmaking point guard. Marcus Smart is certainly not your true traditional point guard. No. Derek White led the team in Game Six with six assists. I mean, Marcus Smart, who is your point guard, had one. You know what my favorite one, honestly, would be? Just scrolling through. Robert Williams over a half at minus 120. Just give me one, Rob. Right? <laughs> Catch something in the post. Double comes. You kick Dish it out. It. Little shovel. Hit the off shot. The, you know, just give me one. It's all we need. And there's it's minus 120 to the over, minus 110 to the under. So 50-50 shot that he gets you one. But, I mean, you're right. It's just there's no true point guards. We know Brown and Tatum are obviously going to be looking to shoot. Most of the times they get the ball. Marcus Smart, I mean... He could, like, there are games in a series where he could go for nine or ten assists. I don't think game seven is going to be one he of those. Is, he is the biggest firecracker of oh. all. I mean, he is either going to absolutely explode or everyone in the driveway waiting for the firework is going to be bummed when it's just like a little little pop and, like, maybe a little bit of color and that's it. In right. The sky. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. I would just take the Robert Williams assist. But I like the Bam over turnovers, Jimmy over points, Derek White over threes. Those were stuff for Mayan. I like your Jimmy Butler triple-double at 14-1. to I think that is a good play. Is it, isn't it? it weird, though, that the only person we're really confident in in Miami is Jimmy? Like, outside of your Bam over on turnovers... Which is a certain is like a different kind of confidence. Like, you are confident in it, but it's yeah. not like a nice kind of confidence. <laughs> right. There's really nobody that you're confident in other than Jimmy Butler. And I've listened to people say, well, Kyle Lowry's playing great. First of all, yuck. I can't stand watching Kyle Lowry. He's like my least favorite player to watch in this entire series. But Bam Adebayo is a guy that should be going for 20. I mean, with all due respect to Al Horford, Al Horford's damn near ancient at this point, and Bam is not. 
Bam is young. He should theoretically be eating Al Horford alive. Now, we know the history of Al Horford in the postseason. I mean, the, the damn Philadelphia 76ers signed that man so he would stop bullying Joel Embiid in the postseason. Like, he is a different animal when he gets to the playoffs. But Bam out of power got to be better on offense. I'm not saying he needs to shoot 20 times. He's not that kind no, of player. But he needs to go better than 4 of 16. Well, that's the thing. The, the reason um, I just like the Jimmy Butler props, and I don't, don't want to take anybody else on Miami, is because you just don't know who the guy's going to be tonight. You know, they're so well coached, and they have so many different options. This could be the Max Struess game. This could be the Duncan Robinson game. It could be the Gabe Vincent game. It could be the Bam Adebayo game. I mean, you, you, just, you have no idea. It could be the Kyle Lowry game. And the issue is I have no idea about Max Struess. Like, I cannot tell you anything about him other than the fact that he was supposed to be guarding. He did, he played great uh, deny defense on Jason Tatum on the final inbound and then kind of lost Derek White. But, like, I don't, I don't know what he does particularly well. He sh- I, he's a shooting guard, so he shoots, I guess. I think that's the issue that most people have is we know that he's a decent player, but we don't know exactly, like, if he can really pop off for 25 points like that in a game seven. Right, right. So that's just my thing with Miami is we we know Jimmy's going to play. I mean, he played 47 minutes in game six. I expect him to play all 48 tonight. He's going to be out there. He's going to have the the ball in his hands a ton tonight. So that's really the only thing I kind of trust tonight on the heat. And then everything else is just kind of a wild card. On a scale from one to ten, how shocked would you be if the Boston Celtics lost this game tonight? I would be I would on a scale of one to ten, probably a six. You'd be a six. I'd be I'd be a six. I wouldn't be stunned because Miami like I've seen we've seen Jimmy Butler go absolutely bonkers in the postseason where he just he goes full blown Thanos, fine, I will do everything myself mode. That's a real thing that we've seen not once but on several different occasions. So it wouldn't stun me, but I do think Boston is a better team. Also, the, the Eric Spolstra. Like, Eric Spolstra is better than Missoula. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't be stunned, but I would be su- surprised. And you think Missoula's job is on the line tonight? You think if he wins, regardless of what happens in the finals, he's back next year. If he loses, Boston could consider other options? If he loses, it's up in the air. If he wins, they keep him. If you are on the right side of this kind of historic event, you keep him. I Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, right. think about it. He was hired you know, very weirdly out on a whim because of the, the E-May stuff, but then he got the team back to the finals. Yeah, it didn't look as pretty as you would have hoped, but he did the job, and if they end up losing to Denver because Jokic does something absurd or Jamal Murray goes crazy, which they've done all throughout the course of the postseason, like, I don't know if you can blame him necessarily for it. It's just kind of the luck of the draw. Right, and Jason Tatum loves him, so obviously to have the superstar of the team in yeah, your that corner, that, that definitely helps, but I, I think on a scale from 1 to 10, if Miami wins this game. Um, Boston loses this game tonight. Yeah, it'd be like a seven, I think. I, I really like Boston minus seven and a half. So I would be surprised if if they don't cover, let alone don't win the game. But that's what Boston's been this postseason at home. They've had all these big spreads throughout the postseason. They've either covered or they lost outright, and there's really been no in-between. Right. And maybe the same happens tonight. We will see. Lucy Burge, hosts here at BeckQL, the Daily Boost, and Back to the Future, is going to join us next to talk about her Celtics.
Bet MGM Tonight, presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. Welcome back. Final segment here of hour number one. Show, show is rolling right now. PJ Glasser, Denton Day, filling in for Ryan, Trista, and Nick on this Memorial Day. And we are now joined by Lucy Burge of BetQL, co host of the Daily Boost and Back to the Futures. Lucy, great to see you. What is the uh what is the panic meter right now, Lucy? Like what's <laughs> on a scale from one to ten? Ten being you're just absolutely like terrified. What's what's your nervous level right now? Uh, for what? What's going on? I have no clue. No, I did not feel nervous or panicked until this very moment, quite honestly, for this game, because realizing that now we're getting closer to the start time of this game, you see players arriving, such as Jason Tatum wearing an anything is possible outfit. I would have gone with a Kevin Millar outfit and one that says, look, oh, idiots or cowboy up or something like that, because they are laying that on thick. But come to find that they watched the 30 for 30 four days in October before, not only did they watch it, they watched it after game three, which just sent chills up and down my body, thinking like not only, they, they watched it after that game, not just today or something, to inspire them tonight, before they started this potentially historic run. So there's something to that, I think, and I am beyond nervous right now, remembering <laughs> that I have a ticket for them to win these that I placed on my birthday, the day after Christmas, my first in-person bet ever was this bet plus 190. Actually, I actually have it right here, plus 190 for them to win. I put $10 on it. So that, that could cash, but it reverses my jinx reverse bet, and it's just there's so much going on, and I'm very nervous. <laughs> Are you superstitious at all? Like, are you eating the same thing that you ate ahead of game six? You're wearing the same socks. Like, where is your level of superstition? Very superstitious. I've been tweeting the same photo and tweet every single day (laughs) in the same outfit because it worked. Because it worked the first time. So now I'm doing it every day and it's been working. And hopefully we can carry this to the finish line. But I am so superstitious. So, yeah, I've been doing the same thing. I do not like that Joe Mazzula got a haircut before tonight that bothers me i don't like that i don't like that you wait to get the haircut you have the the well i say that but i also got a haircut on saturday so i actually can't be mad at him for that so uh, (laughs) but i don't he's the coach that's different for him so you gotta you gotta fudge the superstition a little bit but i i think that i'm very superstitious so i think it will work because it has worked before uh the, the games that have led up to this but i yeah i am i am scared Lucy, do you remember where you were, like the exact moment where you were when the Red Sox came back on the Yankees? And do you have a game plan of what you're going to do tonight if the Celtics do win and complete the comeback? Yeah, I do remember where I was. I was 12 years old, and I was in my my childhood home, sitting on the couch. I can't remember which chair which chair I was in. We had like a an armchair, couch, and a recliner. We had the whole setup going, and I happened to be in the exact same spot when they won game six the other night. So I was at home visiting my parents for the weekend. So it was the same spot where I was also (laughs) watching with my brother. So it was a very uh, kind of a full circle moment. If if I was in the same spot tonight, that'd be kind of nice, but still superstitious. So I don't want to think that far ahead, let's say. But yeah, no, I remember the feeling. I remember that win too over the Yankees was better than the World Series win because the curse was at its core against the Yankees. So winning that game was more satisfying looking back on it. Of course, the cherry on top was the World Series. But 
beating the Yankees, I remember even as a 12 year old thing, that is much better. And that's when I, I was told many times by adults around me that I, all I know is winning and how lucky I am to see a Red Sox win this early in my life where <laughs> my, you know, my dad was in his, I think his fifties or sixties and his whole life had suffered. So it was really tough to, uh, for them. But I was like, yeah, this is just how it is now. And uh, look at tonight. I mean, winning is just how it is around here now. So except for the, you know, the Bruins, but that's, that's just how it <laughs> It is but yeah that's it was a very special thing and to think that that could happen in a different sport but the same city is kind of breathtaking you could say but it, wait till it happens but the fact that it could the fact that the Celtics thinking about the Celtics where they are tonight versus a week ago tonight is stunning to me to think that they are still alive I thought the end of game six they were dead I didn't see the ball go in so I thought it was over and realizing that it wasn't and seeing that the score was wrong on the score bug that said final was astounding. And so the fact that they are still alive tonight, it feels like a celebration in itself, but very scary celebration. When you look at the game tonight, I mean, historically, I think there's always one role player that just comes out of nowhere and performs out of their, out of their mind in game seven. Is there somebody that you have in mind that you think is going to have a big game tonight? I mean, it has to be Tatum. It's he has to step up if they are going to win this game. But it could be, could be a rando. It could be Derek White. I mean, you look at the way he is now. He's a local hero. He is the guy now. So I think, I mean, I think it has to be Tatum at least, and then somebody else. Let's say, let's say Marcus Smart steps up. Brogdon available tonight which is good news. I mean, as many available guys as possible is always good news. So maybe it will be somebody unexpected, but I think Tatum, it has to be, or Jalen Brown, of course, but I think it just, it has to be him. He has to be on the, the top level that he can possibly play for them to win this game, I feel like. Lucy, everybody loves betting the under in game seven. It's at 204 and a half right now. Do you have any thoughts on the total tonight? Maybe even if it's like the first half or the first quarter, any, anything you're doing? I'm going to say under full game, under 204. That sounds good because game sevens do. And I, what, there was a game seven I bet the over on, and that was a mistake, I remember. So I think going under is, is a good play here. Uh, are you looking at anything that you're going to pay attention to to potentially play live? You know, P PJ loves the, the live first quarters and second quarters. Is there anything that you have your mind on that you think, like, maybe if this goes a certain direction, I'm going to play live here? Yeah, well, depending on how, how Tatum does, maybe the, the over on points for Tatum live. But I did unofficially take heat plus seven and a half to do the reverse jinx process. As <laughs> the emotional hedge. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. However, thinking about it, I mean, I'm, they could cover that if it's a close game. I don't hate that realistically as a bet because you could see another very close game like we saw the other night, and they could cover. Seven and a half is, is bigger than three and a half that was the other night, of course. So I think, I think that's actually, I, I sincerely might be in on that bet. If Joe Missoula wins tonight, Lucy, do you think he is safe? And if he loses tonight, do you think the Celtics will have a new coach next season? If he wins tonight, he is safe. I would say that if they lose, I personally hope that they have a new coach next season because he just rubs me the wrong way. The vibe that comes off of him is just 
personal preference, not my favorite. I did not like when uh, Will and Kate, the, the prince and princess over in England, came to visit, and they asked him about it after the game. They went to the Celtics game, and they asked him after the game how he uh, how it felt to meet the royal family. And he was like, well, the only royal family I know is God and Jesus and something like that. And I was like, just answer the question. Like, just answer it in, in a, a dignified, like a, a better way, a classier way. Just don't be so, like, ugh. It just, I didn't like that at all. And then I was like, you know what? This guy I might not like so much. And then he just, he never smiles really. His, his, the way that he acts, I'm like, I think they need, and it's just the way that the players treat him. You can tell that maybe they don't respect him as much. I mean, I know he's been around for a while and he's a guy that Brad Stevens respects, but they liked Ime more. And I feel like that's still in their heads maybe a little bit, but at this point, I mean, I think he would be fired if they lose tonight. But yeah, I think he's safe if they win the finals for sure. Or if they Lucy, win before we let you go, I what's like your what's your score prediction? What are you feeling? Ooh, oh, let's see. Okay, Celtics. Ooh, I'd say okay. I as okay. I'll just I'll just say it. It doesn't mean that a jinx or anything. I'm so superstitious. Oh my god. Okay, let's say Celtics. Celtics one, uh, oh one, Heat. 98. Okay. 101 <laughs> to 98. See, and the reason I ask you, because basketball is hard to give a score prediction, but Lucy Longball Burge has been on a tear with the home run props. <laughs> so I figured I'd give you a chance to nail a basketball score prediction because if you do, Lucy, you can just pin that thing to the top of your Twitter profile forever. Forever. Evergreen will, tweet. I... <laughs> You better believe uh, we're going to clip this, and I will hang this up on my wall forever, this, this bet slip, if that happens. <laughs> if that score is correct, then everything hits, so that would be great. 101.98, I'm rooting for it. She is Lucy Burge, co-host of The Daily Boost and Back to the Futures here on BetQL. Great seeing you, Lucy. Good luck, and uh, hopefully <laughs> <Have fun. laughs> they don't kill you tonight, the Celtics. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Great to join you, and go Celtics. There you go, Lucy Burge. Oh, man. See, I, I miss that feeling, Benton. I want to be that stressed. Do you know what I mean? I want to have a team to root for. I've that, never like, been that stressed for basketball. No, never. And I don't <laughs> I know if we ever this, will be. I don't know if we city. ever will be. No. no. I was kind of like that with the Caps. When the Caps, because yeah. that was the first championship I ever witnessed in 2018. And I, I didn't live here at the time. I was living down in Lynchburg. But, uh, yeah, there was definitely, you know, was not washing the jersey, wasn't. The fact that Joe Missoula got a haircut does bother me a little bit. Yeah. Like, that bothers me. Him not caring about the royal family. PJ, I don't care about the royal family. Like, I, they, they mean nothing to me. But getting a haircut the day before a game seven, got to be better than that. Yeah. Got to be better than that. Even if you're not superstitious, you just got to understand that you can't do that. You can get it before the finals, but you know you know why I did it, though, right? Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, everyone's going to be looking at game seven. I got I to gotta be looking gotta right be for looking game fresh. seven. You got to be looking good. The, the, the cut got to look clean. Got to be looking good. I, I would have understand the haircut down 0-3, you know, try and change things up. But right. three-game win streak but going? He, yeah, right before game seven. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. It's funny. When Lucy said that beating the Yankees was almost better than winning the World Series and you just brought up the Caps, that's what I was thinking of. Like when the Caps beat the Penguins the year they won the Cup, that was almost better than beating the – it was, it was close to it. It was close. It was close. It was, it was it was more of a, like, they just beat the Penguins, so now I know they're winning the mm. entire thing kind of deal. I, I guess for Boston, you know, there's that longstanding rivalry, 100-plus years. Oh, and once they you. beat the Yanks, they, they just – It's they over. Know. They yeah. know. 
Uh, are you a superstitious guy? Superstitious better? Uh, not particularly. A little stitious, but not superstitious. Not superstitious? I, I am very. I'm, I'm superstitious. I'm, I'm like, close to Lucy level-ish. Like, what are your weird superstitious quirks? Well, like, do you wash your underwear? No, no, nothing nothing of that extent. But, like, I'll, I'll sit in, like, the same seat or... I'll try and do like similar things that I did that day. Like same lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Same. When I was at uh, the University of Alabama, obviously their football team would win all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you superstitious? When I would there? watch games though with my friend, they never lost. The games I didn't, like the five that I didn't, they lost all those, and I was like, that's. All right, there, there might be something. There, there was something there. there that might was be a little there. like every one we wouldn't watch. That was uh, that was weird. As we wrap up our number one, thanks again to Lucy for joining us. Golden Knights and Stars, puck drop in about 10 minutes. We'll give you our thoughts on that next.